Welcome to Stay Engaged. Everything you know and love about the IAB's flagship conference, Engage, but reimagined for these extraordinary times. It's Engage, but offstage. In today's offstage session, we're making trouble. Agitation and transformation are the lifeblood of our advertising. But what does it take to be a successful troublemaker? How do you become a fire starter without starting actual fires? How do you build a career on being contrary and lead your team to challenge consensus? Here's Tor Thompson to share her learnings from the last few years and hopefully inspire you to bring about change. Hi, I'm Tor Thompson. I am in the role of MIA Regional Director for the Advertiser Business Team at Microsoft. I've had a 20-year career in advertising tech. I've many years studying language. My role at Microsoft is global, multifunctional, and I thrive in the matrix. And so with that experience, my topic for today is to share with you how to be a successful troublemaker. This is an idea and a concept that I've been building with my team for the last year. I'm personally very interested in intellectual diversity and how this affects people's unique leadership styles. And so explaining to you how we built this concept and what it is made up of. So how did I get to this theme? About a year ago, I was observing a colleague pitching new ideas into the team in the US. And frankly, observing that person making a bit of a dog's dinner out of it. And I came home and spoke to my husband that evening and said, you know what? It takes a real art to be a successful troublemaker. And through that, this idea was born. And I had an aha moment. As leaders, we really don't spend time distinguishing how to build these career skills with our team and distinguishing between on-the-job skills and on-the-job training and really career skills, which I think have a completely different altitude. It's about building relationship strategies. So what is troublemaking and what isn't it? Frankly, troublemaking is trouble in the sense of a little bit of mischief, good-natured challenging of the reality. You could say putting the cat amongst the pigeons, teaching people how to become fire starters without actually starting fires, how to stick their oar in and do that effectively. It's really about moving organizations out of comfort zones and into new thinking patterns. But I think it's worth, with this concept, clarifying a couple of things that could trip us up, a couple of concepts that this crosses that we should really think about. The difference between trouble and danger. So trouble is really largely circumstantial. Danger is ubiquitously a bad idea. So trouble is really around managing rules and context. It's self-inflicted context and rules. Uh, managing it takes bravery and skill. And so danger is very different to trouble, and it takes a different skill set to tackle. The other concept is managing fear of failure. The main reason people don't like getting into trouble is because they want to play it safe. Businesses today talk a lot about failing fast, and this idea has become fashionable. But what do we mean? Can we fail at our day-to-day? -day? No. Actually, what we need to do is fail at new things. And it's important with our teams to encourage people to fail privately and gain buy-in for their ideas and not, therefore, fail publicly. And then there's the idea of communication. This is the single biggest thing that really will get you into trouble if done incorrectly. And the reason is that information is contextual. How people understand what's communicated to them is deeply personal. And so the third thing is communication. It's the single biggest thing that gets you into trouble if done incorrectly. Information is purely contextual and personal. How people understand what's communicated to them is really the sum of their entire context. And people who are trying to troublemake need to be extremely mindful of this. 
So I wanted to share a couple of ideas as I was investigating this concept, a couple of stories that I found really inspiring. So those who know London will know Brixton Station is not somewhere that's particularly safe at night. And I read this wonderful story about how the managers at Brixton Station were trying to reduce antisocial behaviour and in doing so started to pump classical music into the station. And it had an amazing effect. It reduced antisocial behaviour by something like 20%. Can you imagine trying to sell that idea into the management? It must have been a real case of trying and testing and selling an idea, maybe just trying it out and see if it works in order to get buy-in. Similarly, I was reading an article about the University of Jena who did a study around how petty criminals, when they're young, people are involved in shoplifting and some drug crime and a few issues when they were younger, how they actually make great entrepreneurs. And the reasons behind this was because of their natural risk-taking abilities. And so these people over time become extremely successful. But what's the difference between their experience in youth and their experience in adulthood? The distinction really becomes that they've developed judgment over time. And that's the distinguishing factor in what drives outcomes. So we also have some great um, examples of famous leaders who are brilliant troublemakers. And one of my favorites, the quintessential British troublemaker, Richard Branson, has to be mentioned in this context. He's possibly one of the most mischievous leaders business has ever known. And I was reading about Richard, and apparently his headmaster said when he left school, Richard, you're either going to end up in prison or a millionaire. And we know that Richard Branson, through his many years of bold troublemaking, have had several run-ins with the law. But my favourite story, perhaps, is that in the 90s, when Virgin was pitching themselves against British Airways, and as you may know, the British Airways were sponsoring the London Eye, the big wheel over London. As they were raising the London Eye, they had significant challenges in getting it up over London. And Richard Branson managed to fly an airship over the Thames with the tagline, BA can't get it up. Now, this was uh, extremely cheeky, but actually ended up being one of the most effective campaigns that Virgin ever did. And it seems that provocation worked very well for Virgin. What really characterizes Richard Branson's brand of troublemaking is observing gaps and jumping in on them, allowing non-standard bold ideas to get airtime, literally. We have our own troublemaker here at Microsoft, our very own Sachin Adela, who is a thousand percent committed to driving new ways of working. And his transformational leadership has fundamentally and completely shifted Microsoft's thinking, our offerings, our operations, and indeed our market position. And there's one thing that Satya asked us to do that drove that outcome, is to think differently and challenge our own assumptions. So this enabled a shift from being the answer to everything with our own products to really being the enabler of that answer via our role as partner and powering devices and technologies with our own intelligence layer, our own technology, powering that enablement. So Microsoft has really just shifted completely and it's thanks to the growth mindset, nay, a troublemaker's mindset, which allows us to just think and operate differently and has become frankly infectious across Microsoft. So when I now want to shift to the learnings from working around this concept and some, some workshops that I've been running across the business. As I boiled this down, this idea of being a troublemaker, it really is influencing 
And when you look at the definition of influencing and, and the dictionary definition, it's the power and ability to personally affect others' actions, decisions, opinions, or thinking. And it's a learned skill. And the key words in this definition that I think are really powerful are the ability to personally affect. So we have to teach people how to go about influencing and how to build that skill set in their career and their personal branding to do that effectively. And at Microsoft, we spend a lot of time training around this idea of impact for influence. And a concept that pops up here, which I think is hugely powerful, is the difference between positional power and personal power. Now, positional power is the authority that's gifted to you by a hierarchy or position. It's granted, so to speak. However, personal power is all about connection, trust, awareness, respect, and expertise. And it's something that you earn, you have to invest in to get more personal power over time. And it stays with you in your reputation. It's not a job-specific skill or learning. It's something that you build across your career in multiple roles and characterizes the way that you work. So with this idea of successful troublemaking, I've started doing workshops at Microsoft and um, using those sessions to really dig deeper into the concept. So far, I've done four workshops. That's about 200 people. And as part of that training and workshops, I got the attendees to characterize good and bad troublemaking. And through this, identifying just single words that they associate with good troublemaking and bad troublemaking. So the good words, I'll give you a couple of examples. So curious, visionary, unassuming, tenacious, transformational, thoughtful, empathetic, selfless, and the rather whimsical dreamer. In the bad words, things that popped up were stubborn, aggressive, single-minded, callous, blinkered, ineffective, and two of my favorites, tepid and bulldozing. So as a good keyword researcher, which is my background after many years in search, I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll classify those keywords and see if I can spot any patterns. And so I classified the keywords across a couple of dimensions. Which ones were about the outcome? Which ones were about the person? Or which ones were subjective or emotional in nature? Now, it was really interesting what came out from this. For the successful words, 65% of the words were about the outcome. 45% were about the person and only 23 were emotive in nature. However, for unsuccessful, this completely flipped. Only 35% were about the business outcome, 55% about the person, but a whopping 77% were subjective or emotional. So this points to one big fact for me. Good troublemaking, if done correctly, is associated with a really positive business outcome but it also rubs off positively on the person doing the troublemaking. However, if you do it badly, there's a much larger impact on the troublemaker's personal brand than association with the business. And it seems to be deeply personal. So it's very important to start thinking about the how you do this one thing and how you actually ruffle feathers and do it effectively. So through these workshops, I managed to boil down the ingredients of a jolly good troublemaking effort. And these are fourfold. The first is being respectful. It means going into any kind of proposal, understanding and acknowledging why the reality is what it is. It's really being empathetic and being respectful that there's reasons why some idea might not have been landed or the infrastructure is how it is or the operational setup is how it is. And that respect is critical. Being objective 
drawing on data and not opinion. Coming with numbers and facts is a really important factor in how you uh, bring people along with you. Thirdly, being bold and taking risks. And it's really important if you're a leader to actively empower your team to do the same. There's no advertising business that wants the habitual to stay habitual. We want to challenge the reality and we want to move forward to stay competitive. And so we have to be bold. And then finally, and this is perhaps the most important one in my opinion, is the art of getting over yourself and moving into a team mindset. This means being ready to adapt based on feedback and putting in the effort to bring people along. As I worked through this concept with attendees of the workshops, really the theme was being able to take feedback, start with an idea, but let that idea evolve and actively seeking other people's opinions to improve the idea. So I'm a bit of an amateur in a lot of senses following my nose on this idea. It must be said there's a lot of research on this concept and it's important that I call out the experts that influence these ideas. There's two books I'd recommend if anybody's interested in this as a concept. The first is In Defense of Troublemakers by Dr. Charlene Nemeth. She talks about the power of consensus in society and the importance of being contrary. The second is Give and Take by Adam Grant. This is really about the importance of a value exchange and how we can be more otherish or selfless and the benefits of that in business. So my takeaways here are really about understanding how this idea helps us as business and advertising leaders in moving our businesses forward. For me, exploring this idea with my teams was super helpful because it actually gave the idea of influencing a name and a hook. What I found was my teams were using this as a vernacular that they recognize and openly discussing whether people were troublemaking, whether they were doing it well or not, and giving each other feedback. It gives a structure that allows people to correct and recognize that behavior. And building these ideas into our definitions of business success has really empowered people to go and put their mind at work and trying to figure out how can they shake a branch and hopefully bring down some fruit. So this means that if you troublemake effectively, you can start to evolve metaphors. For example, ruffling feathers constructively might actually make ideas take flight. Sticking your oar in will mean that the whole fleet moves forward and not into troubled waters, so to speak. So thank you for listening. And as a parting thought, don't stay out of trouble. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. In the next offstage session, Facebook is talking social impact as we look at household brands that have defined, built and communicated purpose to drive real world change. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.